This is Wellspring, tending the heart of ministry. Now, let's get back to the show on Togenet.com. Here again is your host, Joanna Weaver. Welcome back. So glad you tuned in today. I'm Susie Larson. I'm actually standing in for Joanna Weaver, who's acting as guest today as this launch program for Wellspring Ministries. Uh, we really wanted to turn the tables around so that you could get to know your host and, and her heart behind this ministry. And Joanna, before the break, you talked about how even the call itself can be fancy food for the mm-hmm. flesh. That's a potent statement. I'd love for you to unpack that a little more. Well, you know, I think that we all come in to ministry uh, even into serving God, whether it's full-time or volunteer or kind of out-of-the-box ministry, we all come in with fairly pure motives. They really are. I mean, we want to be significant in God's kingdom. We want to make a difference. And I think that's a God-given desire. I think he wired within each one of us a purpose that it's important that we find and a purpose within his kingdom. And yet so often, uh, even as pure as that call might be that we've received from the Lord, the flesh and all of its insecurities and all of its graspy neediness can wrap around it and all of a sudden it becomes a vehicle to to gain approval or to gain um, fame or to gain notice or, or whatever your particular need is. And and I have just, for me, I, I went in needing to be a success. I mean, desperately <laughs> needing to be a success. And I remember being a young pastor's, youth pastor's wife, and we uh, moved to a northwest corner of Montana to a very small community, and I dreamed great dreams for God. We were going to have a youth group of 500 to 600 teenagers. You know, I, I didn't let it bother me that there were only 225 in the, in the whole high school, you know, because we'd bust them in. <laughs> You know, we were going to be, we were going to be mighty for God. Well, every Wednesday night, I would sit up 30, 35 chairs for youth group. And it wasn't unusual to have 30, 35 empty ones. Mm. And, and God just confounded my need to be perceived as success. Uh, because my formula was success was numbers. My sweet, dear husband kept telling me that no, success was faithfulness. Yeah. <laughs> but I said, you know, I said faithfulness, shmaithfulness. You know, there's a world out there dying. <laughs> da, la, 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 la. You know, we got to do this thing. And, and I began trying to shape him into a man that I thought, you know, he should be, uh, you know. And yet God was saying, Joanna, this is not about what you do for me. This is about what I want to do in you. Amen. And as I began to just get broken before the Lord, honestly broken, as as my disappointment with ministry and disappointment with marriage and disappointment on all arenas, because you see, when, when your success need is being thwarted, you're constantly looking at everyone else around you as the reason. And and as God began to say, Joanna, would you let me get my hands on you? Would you would you just slow down long enough that I can love you? Because you see, I, I had been ministering out of out of a drivenness that was driving me farther from God rather than closer. To a point where I, one night, as we were now uh, music and children pastors at a large church in southwest Oregon, And I would go to sleep at night thinking of all the things that I should have done and all the things that I did, but not very well. And the people who had fallen through the cracks, 
And I began to weep. I mean, just sob because the frustration of it all, of never being enough, of never, never really fulfilling what I thought I was supposed to be for Jesus. All of a sudden, it just, uh, it just erupted in such emotion. And my husband said, honey, what's wrong? And I honestly really couldn't tell him. All I knew was I was so hurt and I was so drained and I was so empty. But finally, out of the depths of my being came these words. Can you tell me the good news? Because I honestly couldn't remember. I knew I had heaven one day. I knew I, I knew that my sins were forgiven. But what was so good about the good news for here and now? And it was that point of coming to the end of myself and the end of my drivenness and the end of my needs for, uh, for uh, recognition and success. With all of that frustrated, God got me to a place where he could reveal what really matters. And that is that what he did was enough. Yeah. And that I am loved and I'm accepted apart from anything else except than that, that I am his and he is mine. And his banner over you is love. Yeah. Mm, beautifully said, Joanna. I'm talking to Joanna Weaver. This is her show, Wellspring. I'm Susie Larson stepping in as guest host just to interview your leader because she's got so much to say about motivation and serving God and doing it with the right heart. And we're really praying that what you learn here will save you a lot of heartache because there's so many maybe choices, decisions, times where we sort of banged our head on the wall early in years in ministry that you don't have to do if you can really hear this. And some processes we do have to just learn on our own. But as I'm listening to you, Joanne, I'm thinking of Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted. I will be exalted. In another translation, cease striving and know. And I love your honesty there, girl, because we all get into that place where we equate, you know, success with faithfulness. But we can't mix those two up if we're going to be of use to God, can we? No, and I think it's important to understand that there is a season of preparation that we, we really we need to understand and we should not try to skip. I, I really thought that God was going to give us instant success. I, I thought that that was going to be the trajectory, that it would just be onward and upward to greater things. And yet God, because he's more interested about our character than our comfort, and he's a whole lot more interested in making us his sons and daughters than he is in making a name for us. Or, or a ministry that we can be pointed to as an example to follow. He really, he just wants to be intimately acquainted in all of our ways. And what I've learned is it was those preparation times. In, in fact, it was the confounding of what I thought it should look like that that really shaped me for any success that the Lord has been able to entrust me with today. Uh, you know, those things that we call obstacles and opposition are often the preparation time, the pruning time, the, the, the peeling away that flesh and, and those sometimes tainted ambitions and selfish, selfish ambition and vain conceit that Philippians 2 talks about that is necessary for true fruitfulness later on. So other than the small beginnings, which Scripture says, do not despise the day of small yeah. beginnings. I mean, there are treasures there. There's so many questions I want to ask you even around that time. But talk yeah. to me about then the oppositions, uh, spiritual opposition, and the obstacles that also shaped you and formed you and readied you to mm-hmm. carry the success God would later have you carry. 
Well, my first op- my first opposition and obstacle truly was myself. I mean, when I look back, that my biggest enemy was me and a twisted understanding of grace, a uh, twisted understanding of against success. But you know, also a, a twisted understanding of when those tr- tough times come that sometimes we're so quick uh we're so quick to become uh, despair or or give in to resentment. We look at it and we go, "How could this thing happen?" And and boy, I'll tell you, not too long after God really did that work in my heart, which I actually didn't pinpoint. It was my tw- when I was twenty eight years old that God brought the good news of the gospel to my heart and began to reveal to me what grace was. And it was within a three-year period that God began to change me from the inside out. He began to heal my marriage as I allowed him to get his hands on me rather than continuing to pray that God would get his hands on my husband. Um, It was a, a wonderful, transformative three years, but followed by my first uh, real big incident of injustice when um, something happened in ministry that, to be honest, just wasn't fair, wasn't handled well. And I had to determine, John and I together had to determine what our response would be. And I can point back to that time as so pivotal because it could have been so easy to get embittered, um, to really kind of go, well, you know, if this is what ministry is, I don't want anything to do with it. But rather than um, rather than resenting it and resisting it, We really felt like God said, yes, it's unfair. Yes, it looks like it's the the hand of man, but I'm behind all of this. I've allowed it. And if you'll let me, I want to shape you. I want to use this to tune you and refine you into instruments that I can use. And so I, I just suggest that we step back a little bit from our current situation and say, God, I, I don't want to ask why anymore. I want to ask, what can I become? Because when we do that, God is able to do rich things, treasures of darkness, the Bible tells us, that there's things that happen only in the middle of tribulation and trial. And if we get bitter or or if we get caught up in the hurt of it all, we're going to miss the gift. Wow, I really appreciate your honest story, Joanna. There's so much of that you wouldn't even have to share, but it's so important for people to hear. What I have found as I've pondered this whole idea of preparation and calling is is we often do get hit or attacked either financially um, through betrayal and injustice, uh, disillusionment with ministry and our health. There's all these areas, and you think mm-hmm. of how Jesus, what he endured for the sake of victory, for our victory, yeah. we're going to go through this stuff. And so people can say, oh, if this wasn't happening, I could go do my call. But this is the skirmish. This is the yes. battle of the moment so that we can be yeah. prepared for the call, isn't it? Well, it is. I, I'm just telling you, it's the refiner's fire. And when you come forth, you will shine like gold. But you've got to cooperate with the process. And for me, that means just holding really tight to the refiner's hand. And trusting mm-hmm. him, even when I don't understand, and especially when it's, uh, it's not fair and when it hurts, giving him that pain, being honest before him, but allowing him to redeem it. Uh, to me, I have just been captured with this idea of Jesus as my redeemer, because if he truly is my redeemer, then that means nothing bad can touch my life. Not when I give it back to him and allow it to be his his tool to be used in my life and through my life. 
Yeah, it's got redemptive value. I'm talking to Joanna Weaver. She's founder of Wellspring. I'm so glad you tuned in today. This ministry is all about tending to the heart of ministry. I'm going to have more with Joanna. We're going to talk about what it means to overcome. You don't want to miss this because there are critical choices you make in the refiner's fire, in those times of preparation. We will overcome. Overwhelming victory is ours in Christ Jesus. 